reaching Israel and the world. Beloved, we are so happy that you are with us. I'm Cynthia, Rabbi Schneider's wife, and I just want to assure you, Rabbi has a special teaching today that you do not want to miss. God bless you and shalom, yedidim. Yedidim is the Hebrew word for beloved ones. My name's Rabbi Schneider. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Father, we just welcome your presence. Father, just pray for your spirit to fall as I minister your word, that your people, Father, would be strengthened and sanctified for your glory in Jesus' name and Yeshua's name. Amen and amen. I'm excited today because we're beginning a brand new series. I'm calling it Biblical Benedictions from the New Testament. It's kind of a tongue twister, biblical benedictions. Try saying that five times in a row as fast as you can. I think it, you'll, 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 you'll get tangled on, on, on the phraseology of it. Biblical benedictions from the New Testament. Now the most famous benediction of all is not in the New Testament, it's in the Hebrew Bible, it's in the Torah from the book of Numbers, chapter number six, verses number 24 through 26. We oftentimes refer to it as the Aaronic Blessing. And I actually have a whole teaching on the Aaronic Blessing that's separate from this series. So you can go to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and you can get that teaching once again on the Aaronic Blessing where I take apart the Hebrew words in the Aaronic Blessing from the sixth chapter of the book of Numbers and help you to understand the meaning. And it's such an incredible word because it was the Lord himself that says the Lord bless you and keep you. So once again, the most famous benediction of all is in the Hebrew Bible. But we're going to be in this series looking at benedictions from the New Testament. Now, what is a benediction? Well, I'm going to give you two definitions for a benediction. Number one, it's an utterance of blessing bestowed on God's people by God himself. Oftentimes, it's at the end of an epistle or a letter in the New Testament. Let me say it again. A benediction is an utterance of blessing from God. It often, often happens at the end of a religious service, and we find many of the benedictions in Scripture towards the end of the letter. In other words, Paul wrote the letter to the Ephesians, the letter to the Thessalonians, etc. But beyond that, a benediction is any blessing of God uttered upon his people. So let me, once again, just for clarity, speak about understanding a benediction in three ways. Number one, a benediction is a blessing of God upon his people. It's oftentimes found, but not always, at the end of one of the books in the New Testament, and thirdly, a benediction is oftentimes spoken at the end of a religious service. So those of you, especially those of you that attend traditional uh, denominational churches, know that part of the order of service includes that at the very end of the service, the pastor or the priest will pronounce a benediction on the people. And usually those benedictions are coming straight out of Scripture. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be going right into the Word of God, directly into the words of Scripture to find out what it is that God has blessed His people with. It's so encouraging to me when I approach God knowing that I'm approaching Him in truth and the way that we determine what truth is, beloved, 
is through the words of Scripture. Now, let me share something with you. Oftentimes, we can minimize, sometimes folks minimize the importance of reading God's Word. Some people, listen, they're just looking for an experience. They think, you know, I don't need to read the Bible. The Bible's boring. I've read the Bible before. I just want to experience God for myself. And you know what? I understand that because I also crave an experience. I want to know those rivers of living water that Jesus spoke of that come forth from my innermost being. The cry of my heart is to know in fullness Jesus' promise when he said that if you believe in me, my spirit will become within you a well of living water bubbling up to eternal life that you'll hunger and thirst no more. To be totally satisfied by God, by His Spirit. That's what I crave, that experience. All God's people do. But we also need to understand that God imparts Himself to His people, get it now, through the written Word of God. And sometimes we can minimize how we can experience God, listen to me, through the reading of His Word. You see, Jesus, when he defeated the devil, he quoted the scriptures. Paul said about the scriptures that they've been written for us. So I want you to understand, you can receive an impartation from the Spirit of God himself through his word, and I believe you will as we get now into the word of God. Let's go to the first scripture. I'm not going to necessarily go in order because we'll be going from one book to another book and I'll maybe come back, etc. But I want you even to take notes on some of these scriptures and meditate on them. We're going to go to the first benediction that I want to cover in the New Testament. I'm going now to the book of Ephesians, one of my favorite books in the Bible. We're going to Ephesians chapter number 3. And I want to read for you now verse 20 and uh, 21. And then we'll take it apart a little bit and try to get an appreciation in a greater way as to how this affects our lives today, how God is in actuality blessing us. Hear the word of God, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him, this is a benediction, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let me read verse 20 again. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. Isn't that an awesome thing to realize that God is so merciful, he's so gracious, he's so good, he's so kind that he'll even do more for us than we can conceive. You know, we oftentimes have heard the saying in the world, anything the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. Well, there's some truth in that because in order to achieve something, you have to see it, you have to conceive it, you have to believe it, and you have to go after it. There is some truth there. Jesus said all things are possible to those that believe. But what's even more amazing is that this benediction promises us that God's able and will do even more for us than we can conceive or believe. Listen to what he says. Now, to him who was able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask, Or think. So God is so good, He's so gracious, even if we can't see a reality or conceive a reality, uh, in other words, somehow we recognize that we're not fully grasping our ability to trust God. Or we see that we're not fully grasping 
the dimension of the fact that we live in a spiritual world, that we're still bound by earthly relationships and can't really see beyond those relationships to fully trust in God. Whatever it may be, God is so merciful and His word promises, beloved one, that He's able to do more for us than you and I ask or think. That to me just brings me real encouragement and real comfort. So I just want to ask right now that Father would impart to us the ability to open our hearts to trust Him in a way that is far greater than anything that we're able to conceive of right now. Father God, in Jesus' name, you promise that you're able to do far more abundantly beyond that which we ask of you or even can think of you and conceive of you. Father, we thank you that you're so big, that you're so good, that you're so awesome, that your love so covers us, that, Father, you're doing something so wild for us beyond our wildest imagination. Father, you're said that, your word says that neither has it entered into the mind of man the things that God has prepared for those that love him. So, Father, we just want to thank you today that you're so good and so much even better than anything that we can conceive. So, Father, we ask you in Jesus' name to open up our hearts and minds to conceive, Father, how big you are and to understand that you're working in our life in a way that's beyond anything that we're even asking of you or thinking of you. Notice what else Paul writes here as he's declaring this biblical benediction, this biblical blessing over God's people. That this goodness, this grace that's at work in your life and my life, beloved one, so that God is doing for us more than we're asking Him to and more than we're even believing Him or conceiving Him for, that this, this goodness is working in our life, listen now, by the power that works within us. The last part of verse 20. According, the, the word says, to the power that works within us. What power is at work within us? It's the same power, the scripture tells us, that raised Jesus from the dead. The same spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit that brought Jesus back to life, the same spirit that empowered Yeshua HaMashiach, the King of the Jews and the Messiah and Savior of the world, to rise from the grave, to conquer every demon in hell, to ascend through every principality and every power that is now seated at the right hand of God, the same power that seated King Jesus at the right hand of the Father after conquering everything. That power is at work in your life and my life, and He will continue to open up our hearts, our minds, and the eyes of our understanding to see that there's so much more for you and I because of God's love for us than we've ever believed or even conceived of before. So biblical blessing, biblical benediction number one, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. God's power is at work in your life. He's doing for you and I more than we can conceive of and more than we're asking Him for. And that's according to the Word of God. Listen, the Holy Spirit's calling. The Spirit of God is here. 
He doesn't just want to save you. He wants to marry you. It's your love I want, says the Lord. You see, my eyes are running across the earth looking for someone that will give their heart to me. Eyes have not seen and ears have not heard the things I've prepared for those that love me. Will you love me? Will you love me? I sent my son to die for you because I love you. Wow, God is so amazing how He is alive, speaking and giving us new revelation through Rabbi's teaching. God has a plan for our lives, and it's exciting to hear the testimonies that you send in. Listen to this amazing testimony. The day after my brother went home to our Lord, we were cleaning his modest home. He had so many books and Bibles, but I found one in particular I felt compelled to read. It was your book about erasing fear from our lives. I marked every passage you referred to and could not put it down. I was a lukewarm Christian. I started watching your telecast every chance I got. I can tell you now that you helped me find God. Jesus is coming soon and I am now ready to go with him. Stephanie from Arkansas. Beloved, God is powerfully using this ministry to change lives. Thank you for joining us. Is God blessing your life through the teaching of Rabbi Schneider? Why not become a part in sending him around the world as God brings salvation, healing, and deliverance through television and on-the-ground outreaches? Visit rabbipartners.com or call 800-777-7835. As a thank you for your monthly support, Rabbi would like to send you three very special partner-only DVDs. In Pursuit of Him, an intimate view of Rabbi's life journey. It was worth it. The amazing life story of Cynthia Schneider and Crusades Behind the Scenes, a partner-exclusive look as Rabbi ministers around the world. Become a part of what God is doing through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Begin your monthly partnership today. Now let's continue on. I want to go to the book of Jude now, chapter number 1, verse 24 and 25. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless and with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. Wow, that's powerful. Let's just listen to it again. Now to him, because remember, God is speaking this over us, his people. And we're blessing him and giving our lives to him as we receive it. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy. 
To the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forevermore. Amen. Let's take that apart a little bit because there's many blessings of impartation here. Number one, now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. I don't know about you, but for me, if I didn't have the confidence that God was upholding me, that he would be the one that would keep me from stumbling, I would have no confidence at all because I have no confidence in my own ability to keep myself. All our confidence is in God. It's him, beloved ones, that's upholding you and I. He's the one that keeps us from stumbling. You know when you and I stumble? Listen, when we don't depend on him. People that are stumbling and falling and failing all the time are doing it because they haven't learned to become dependent on the Spirit. They're not dependent on God. When, but when we realize that there is no ability in our flesh to keep ourselves, and as a result of that, depend on God to keep us, God then is able to keep us from stumbling. Remember the two, uh, the two people that prayed. Jesus talked about the two men that prayed. One was a Pharisee, and the other guy realized his own depravity. And the Pharisee said, Lord, he said, God, I thank you that I'm not like this sinner next to me. I thank you, God, that, I, that I'm a Pharisee, that I love you, that I keep your law. And then the guy that realized he had no righteousness in himself, he said, God, forgive me a sinner. And we remember the story, the parable, Yeshua said, it was the sinner that went home justified. Why? Because he was the one that was depending on God. Beloved, God is the one that's able to keep you from stumbling. I, would, I want to encourage you right now. Regardless of how weak you are, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is able to keep you from stumbling. Listen, sometimes we go a step backward in order to get, go two steps forward. But overall, when you depend on God, the trajectory of your life is going to keep going up, 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 and up. And you're going to find yourself, listen now, stumbling less and less. Let's say, for example, your problem is controlling your emotions. And so many times you've got yourself in situations where rather than responding in a uh, spirit-filled, rational way, instead you responded rashly, emotionally, you know, in, in a way that really created a lot of uh, destruction or created a lot of confusion or hurt a relationship. But you know what? When you grieve about that and you, and you reach out to God and you keep depending on Him, what you find is that more and more you're not stumbling in that area anymore. You're getting stronger and stronger. You're finding yourself able to control your emotions. You're getting steadier and steadier. But listen, no matter what your weakness is, whether it's controlling your emotions, whatever it is, controlling your flesh in any way, if you will depend on God, He will keep you from stumbling. Again, I'm not saying that you'll never stumble, but that the trajectory of your life is going to go up, 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 and up. You're going to get more and more rooted and grounded in Him. God is able to keep you from stumbling by the power that raised Jesus from the dead. And listen to what it says following this. It's even more powerful. And it says, not only is He able to keep you from stumbling, beloved one, but listen, He's able to make you stand. Not only are you not going to fail, but you're going to stand. You know, it's such an amazing thing when people that you know well and knew you 
when you were really falling, when you were really stumbling, when your way was crooked, when you were uh, unbalanced, and yet over time, they saw you get stronger and stronger. They saw you stumble less and less, and now they're actually seeing you standing, and they say to you, that's amazing, the way that you've changed. Beloved, that is the God that's at work in your life. We're being changed day by day. And anybody that's not changing, anybody that's not bearing fruit, anybody that's not getting stronger, anybody whose roots are not going deeper, listen, something is wrong. God not only will help us not to stumble, but beyond that, beloved, he makes us stand in victory. And the text goes on here. We stand before him, get it now, blameless and with great joy. So I just want you to hear me today. God has got a purpose for your life and for my life. The purpose is victory. God is raising us in victory. He is establishing you, beloved, in the strength of his spirit and in the truth. And we need to be crying out to him and depending on him for this victory. I don't know about you, but I'm not content with mediocrity. I want to make impact. I want, I want people to see Jesus through me. I want to be standing in stability. I want to see and experience my own life being changed. And the Spirit of God within us is a continual well of living water, of divine life, bubbling up on the inside, imparting God himself to us. And so if we're not growing in grace, if we're not supernaturally being changed, if we're not going from stumbling to standing, if we're not finding ourselves entering into deeper and deeper territory in the Spirit, we should be asking ourselves, what's wrong? Because eternal life, beloved, is alive. You see, God, listen to me, by nature is moving. God, by nature, is always active. In fact, God's personal name, Yahweh, it is a verb that means continuous or is, or is a verb tense that has the tense of, listen, continuous, unfinished action. God is moving and he's alive in your life. But in order for us to receive the full benefit of that, we need to be depending on him. We need to be humble. We need to be depending on his spirit rather than our flesh. And so today, as we close, beloved one, I just want to encourage you, let's believe God for more. God wants you and I to experience what it's like to stand before him blameless and with great joy and full of his glory. So Father, right now in Jesus' name, I just speak life over your people. Father, I declare strength over your people right now. Father, I thank you that the one that raised King Jesus from the dead is at work in the lives of your children, strengthening us from the inside out. Father, I thank you for the impartation of Jesus himself to our inner man. Father, I speak right now and release resurrection life into each and every beloved child of yours that's watching this broadcast. Father, thank you for raising us up with Christ Jesus. Father, we want to stand before you, experience the blamelessness that we are in Christ Jesus and have fullness of his joy. So, Father, we worship you. We give you our lives right now. We repent, Father God, of any sin that's separating us from you. And we say, Father God, have your way in our life. And we say to you, King Jesus, thank you. We love you and we honor you. 
In 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 24, we read about David wanting to offer up to Father God an extravagant offering showing his love. When he got to the place that he wanted to offer his offering from, he went there to purchase the threshing floor as the altar for it. When the owner of the threshing floor saw David and heard what David wanted to do, he offered to give the threshing floor to David that David could offer up his sacrifice from. David said, far be it from me to make an offering to Father God that cost me nothing. David insisted on purchasing the threshing floor even though someone had offered to give it to him. David then proceeded to pay for it and he offered to Father God an extravagant offering showing his love. The next part of the text says this, it says, the Lord's heart was moved. When you and I present our offerings to the Lord out of love, you know what, beloved one? It moves God's heart. I want to encourage you, let's love him today by presenting to him an offering that will move his heart because it comes from a pure place. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yahweh <laughs> May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is going to continue, his beloved child, to give you his peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. God is first and foremost a God of peace. Next time, Rabbi Schneider reveals how you can cultivate God's peace in your life today.